0: Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and none other than uh, John Warner from the Waco Trib joining us now. Uh, John he likes to trip over to the Baylor Club, but John boy, Bryce was Bryce was front and center today as we got some Waco Chamber first pitch luncheon going. So it's good to see him over there and uh, seemed to really be fitting in well, shaking a lot of hands over there representing your sports department. John, I bet you were – I bet somebody had to be back at the shop digging up some stories, writing stories, and I bet that was you.
1: Well, actually, I was there too. John. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was on the Baylor baseball beat for 25 years through 08, so I got to catch up with, you know, Mitch and Mitch Thompson and Zach Dillon, who's now one of his assistants. Uh, I'm still on the Baylor softball beat. I've been on that probably longer than I was on the baseball beat. So, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I really like or have liked covering both of those sports, and uh, it's just kind of great to see everybody.
0: Yeah, Glenn Moore will be on today at five twenty-five, John. Uh, if you want to kind of listen in, see what see what he shares. How'd you like Coach Moore's uh, story about the puppies today? I thought that was kind of uh, I thought that was kind of a fun little shot across the bow at at, at Mitch. It, isn't it funny, John, to, to – uh, you probably thought you would not see those two coaching at the same place again, and here we are with Glenn and, and, uh, and, and Mitch. It does have to be kind of fun for you to see all this coming back into place.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if that puppy story was – is is factual uh, <laughs> i might have to dig deeper into that but uh <laughs> no it was funny and uh i tell you everybody's just really excited that mitch is back at baylor i mean of course he did a great job at N- mcc but you know i nobody really knew how they were going to go you know uh with the head coaching decision for the bears and Man, I, I think it's just a home run hire for them. And, you know, Mitch is so personable. He's such a great recruiter and coach. Uh, I think they're going to get really good really fast.
0: All right, what did you think about that atmosphere the other night at the Farrell Center? I mean, I the out the whole thing, the students – uh, John, I thought the students were working a little blue. And maybe not just been the students. I, I, I was, you know, every once in a while you kind of look around and you're saying, what are they saying? And there were some <laughs> things that kind of caught my ear a little bit. But, um, John, that, that uh, brought back some memories. And there have been some good crowds in recent years, obviously, especially when they play Kansas. But it was kind of nice for Baylor not to have those Jayhawks. I mean, in the past, when they played Kansas, they had great crowds. But a, a big cheer would go up anytime KU did something. That was not the case the other night. Yeah. and it wasn't just because KU wasn't playing that well. Uh, I, I thought the, um, I thought the whole presentation was pretty impressive even if John, the music might be for guys like us, music may have been a little louder than what we're used to. But uh, I thought that thing took on a little bit more of an NBA game type feel, at least the game presentation and the overall atmosphere.
1: Yeah, I got to say, my ears are still ringing uh, two days later. Uh, you know, of course, I'm an old man, so that's probably not that unusual. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, no, I agree with you with the crowd. I don't think there were the number of Kansas fans there that there usually are. And if there were, they, they definitely weren't as vocal as they usually are. And it was a really smart move by Baylor to fill seats that, you know, maybe some season ticket holders couldn't come. You know, they, they were filled with fan, with uh, fans, uh, Baylor students and, uh, you know, fans. And, uh, and I think that really just added to the, uh, to the atmosphere and, you know, the volume. And uh, I think it, even though, you know, uh, K- Kansas coach Bill Self, he kind of downplayed the impact of the crowd after the game and the press conference, but I thought they made a, a really big impact, they, especially at the start, you know, where Baylor got off to such a great start. Uh, they were up 20-7, to 7, and the crowd really got loud, and they, they really got the crowd involved, and uh, I, feel, I thought they were really loud all
0: night. John Werner of the Waco Trib on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What did you make of Bill Self's wrestling analogies wasn't that kind of interesting uh as he was talking about writing time and and people that are on top in wrestling and how much energy you have to expend when you're not on top and i thought that was kind of cool he gave a shout out to the first gent and the president of baylor linda livingstone brad livingstone um i thought that was kind of interesting i i i I guess they probably went to school together, perhaps, but they certainly seemed to know each other because he walked in the back of that press conference and he said, El Presidente. And he, and he gave <laughs> he gave President Livingstone a hug. I, I, I got to say, I mean, again, he just won a national title, so he's probably a guy that has pretty good perspective. But for just losing a tough ball game, um, he was in a pretty good mood, wasn't he?
1: Well, I, I got to say that wrestling analogy was a pretty unusual turn in a post-game <laughs> press conference, but no, but other than that, uh, yeah, he, he, you know, they've lost three in a row. They got stomped by TCU at home last Saturday. I thought he might be in a, in a worse mood, but he was pretty jovial. Uh, you know, I think, like you said, I mean, again, he's won two national titles. He's, he's seen the ups and downs of seasons and, uh, I think he just kind of sees this as maybe a blip, although he did acknowledge that the big 12 is tougher than ever. Uh, There are no off nights, like maybe some seasons in the past, Uh, you know, they've got to be ready for everybody now. And of course, uh, you know, Kansas and Baylor are the big targets in the league, having won the last two national championships. So, you know, uh, everybody's going to be up for both those teams. And, uh, Well, I tell you, it's really fun watching Big 12 basketball this year.
0: I'd say so. And uh, to have K-State and Iowa State up there at the top, along with uh, Texas. Having seen a lot of these teams, John, now in person, do you – I mean, TCU is extremely impressive uh, at at Kansas. in the athleticism, the length, everything they bring to the table, the speed, Mike Miles is – obviously an NBA guard. I mean, he's going to be – he could be the next Desmond Bain, who's been incredible in the NBA. What do you you make of this conference right now? Like, if you had to say, okay, this is the best team in this conference, where would you point, or do you think it's fair to say, you know, you could point three or four different directions?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many good teams, it's hard to say who's best. You know, of course, uh, Iowa State beat K-State in Ames last night. Uh, That wasn't a big surprise. Um, And and you mentioned TCU. (laughs) I mean, Coach Drew was really, you know, he really felt bad about Baylor's transition defense after that game. But nobody can beat those guys down court. I, I mean, those guys are fast. They really get to the basket. You know, they just, that's just their thing. I mean, they are hard to guard in transition, and of course Kansas had a whole lot of trouble uh, guarding them in transition at Allen Fieldhouse. But man, I, gosh, it, it's just so fun to watch this week because every game, pretty much every game, is really tight. I mean, there's a couple outliers like that Kansas TCU game, but uh, but man, every game is just you know really fun and dramatic and tense at the end and. uh, Man, I'm I'm really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, it's uh uh everything except maybe having to watch tonight a West Virginia at at Texas Tech. I mean, these teams have combined John for 1 in 13 records and uh and you know, in other conferences they might be doing okay. They can't seem to eke out any wins in this conference. I think I saw John it had been 720 days since West Virginia's had a road win in this conference. I mean, think about how proud that program is, and Huggins and everything he does. And it's been forever since they've had a road win in the conference. And uh, that's uh, it's pretty wild to see, uh, you know, a, a matchup like that with these desperate teams. But uh, it, it, I guess it's starting to look like it's a top-heavy conference, although. The, the, the bottom four or five could jump up and bite you on any given night. But uh, it is interesting. It, it really does seem to be the haves and have-nots. And all this talk about, oh, they could get ten teams in. John, I feel like some of that's going away. Like when a team starts 0-7 in conference, you can't really talk about them going to the NCAA tournament. Right, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I know like a, a Delinarty, he was, God, projecting like nine teams. But, but you know, this is a fairly early in the season, not even to the halfway point of conference. Um, I think it's probably more likely it'll be about seven. And, of course, the Big 12's fit seven in many times. I, I would expect to see that again. I mean, the top six are just great. I mean, they all, to me, I think they'll either be a four or five, a uh, four or five seat or higher in the, in the conference, the way it's looking right now, they're all in the top 20, so uh, I think there's a good chance of that. And I would say right now, I mean, I think Tech and West Virginia really don't have much of a prayer to get in the, in the tournament, unless something dramatic just happened. Uh, and I would say Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they're both kind of borderline getting in, but probably at least one of those will get in. But I, I would predict about seven again.
0: It's interesting to hear about Chamwa Chachwa and like how he's what he's doing in practice and we we hear more about him. I mean, I it's still hard for me to believe that he could make any kind of impact this season, and if he does, it would be maybe in future seasons. But doesn't it feel like John we're hearing about him more and more? They did a feature on him on ESPN. Scott was bringing it up the other night about how hard he's making it for them in practice. Are you getting the sense that he's making some kind of move? Or is this just kind of, you feel like some of this is maybe just encouragement for him to kind of keep him locked in because he's such a great leader for this team?
1: Yeah, I think the latter. Uh, I think it's more just kind of an encouragement thing. But, you know, just the fact that he's practicing a little bit. uh, You know, he came out and you know, threw down some dunks the other night before the Kansas game. Uh, But man, that was just such a major knee injury. I mean, it's like he tore like every part of his knee. And, uh, you know, I know it's been what about 11 months now. So I'm sure rehab has gone, gone well, but man, that's a tough place to start, you know, to get back for this season. I, I mean, I think we'll, we'll see, but You know, Scott has not said anything about him getting back into a game yet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I I mean, we'll we'll see about that. But it is really encouraging because, man, he's just a great guy. And, uh, you know, he's such a hard worker. He's always got just a tremendous attitude, even after he's had the knee injury. Uh, But, yeah, you know, it's good to see him making progress.
0: All right. And Keontae George did not – finished the game the other night. I know he had four fouls. He's had a couple of back-to-back games where he didn't have a lot of point production. He did not look engaged in that Oklahoma game. Wasn't that interesting, John, that Langston Love, they kind of were able to ride the hot hand. Everybody says, well, that's normal. It's not totally normal. I mean, when you have a superstar freshman who plays a ton to not finish a game like that, and I think it speaks highly of Langston Love But uh, do you have any concerns right now with Keontae George, or do you kind of sense this is just kind of a normal, a freshman at some point may go through a little bit of a lull because he had been so incredible, it's just a little strange to see him go two games where he scores, I think, eight points in each of those games.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a marked man right now. I mean, because he's so talented. Uh, He had that big 32-point game at West Virginia. 27 at Oklahoma at a Texas Tech, um, and uh, you know he's had ups and downs this year. I mean his his shooting kind of comes and goes a little bit. I think he's forced some shots at some point, but uh, but no, I mean the, But Langston was to me he he played a really pivotal role and and Baylor beating Kansas the other night. He had 11 points in the second half. He had a couple big defensive plays. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Scott, you know, he, he saw just how well he was playing and, and kept him in there. Uh, but, you know, I mean, as good as Chianti is, he's going to have some ups and downs just because he's a freshman. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been impressed with the guy. I think he's had a good attitude. I mean, in press conferences, he's always just so appreciative of the press. You know, he always says, you know, thank you all for coming, stuff like that. Uh, he he just seems like a really good dude to me and um you know he, he's going to have some ups and downs still but obviously he's he's a major factor on that team.
0: Yeah, more players should thank us for coming, John, don't you think? Don't you <laughs> would you like to see that? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, I definitely like that approach.
0: <laughs> John Werner from the Waco Trib and uh always fun to uh visit with you any you got any uh pointers on what I need to bring up with uh with coach Moore here at 525 he's got a practice (laughs) and he's going to go straight into it with me and I did attend the dinner on the diamond recently so I mean I've tried to jump on this bandwagon and uh and that was cool that was a really neat event that we had over there but anything Anybody you could give me to kind of bring up with him? Any any transfers I need to know about or anything like that?
1: Yeah, uh, let's see. Well, they've got a couple of really good players up the middle. Uh, Mackenzie Wilson's one of the best uh, defensive players in the outfield, center fielder, great hitter. Uh, you might, uh, Dariana Orme, she's trying to come back. Uh, she's had some kind of nerve problem in her rib. And she's going to be a really key factor on that team, whether she can pitch at an ace level again. Um, but, but yeah, but I would really drill him on that
0: puppy story. Uh, <laughs> you know,
1: kind of get to the bottom of that. You know, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Mitch was was kind of like, hey, if it's going to be like this, I, I like the, I kind of like the back and forth. Uh, Glenn got back to his seat. I saw Mac Rhodes kind of dap him up like, hey, good one, good one there. Uh, so I, I like that. I like everything about uh, today's lunch. Good to see Sean Tollison, wasn't it? A man who uh, was so yeah, good visited, for the Bears, so good for the Rangers.
1: Yeah, I visited with him a little bit after his, his talk. He was really good. Uh, and I remember going up there during that 2015 season and interviewing him when he became the Rangers closer. And he's just always been a really good guy with a really good perspective on life. And uh, yeah, that was a, a really good guest speaker.
0: All right, and I thought John Morris was good as as always. I thought there might be some nerves from John, you know, with that big an audience. But boy, he just handled it with his usual aplomb.
1: Oh yeah, uh, J Mo's a pro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right um john always good to good to catch up with you okay and uh okay Matt. okay i'll talk to you soon okay man see you john warner waco trib